Driveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2 to 1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. Liveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Going electric? Plug into the Kia e-range of EVs and PHEVs. Kia. Movement that inspires. 0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon and you're very welcome to Liveline. Straight to Barra and straight to Alan O'Reilly of Carlo Weather. Alan, what's happening as we speak? Well, Joe Stonebarra is really starting to uh, make itself felt across many parts of the country now. Winds increasing in the west. Um, Money Point Station in Clare has suddenly started to increase in the last half hour. Galway was in the eye of the storm, but the uh, the eye is moving east now, which means the areas that had a false sense of security are going to see winds increasing very strongly. The top gust so far has been 135 kilometres an hour at Shirkin Island with sustained winds of 111 kilometres an hour, which is not far off the uh, the sustained winds that Ophelia brought to Roaches Point. So really, Barra has been made, making itself being felt. It's a lot of power outages, a lot of trees down. Mm. And as I say, as the eye of the storm moves through the country, people are going to get a false sense of security. Okay, so take, take 5, 5 p.m. this afternoon, What uh, insofar, and you're very good, as indeed Met Aaron have been um, at predicting, but, but, but what, what's, the, what's the scene going to be like at 5 p.m. this afternoon? Who's going to be in the middle of it? Yeah, at 5 p.m., really, the Midlands is going to be in that little bit of a lull, and also some parts of um, the North Midlands, Northwest, but the strong winds are going to really be felt along the West Coast by 5 o'clock. The south and the east coast is still going to see some very strong winds as well. Mm-hmm. And then that lull will slowly move across the country, Joe. So probably by the time people, you know, maybe seven, eight o'clock, some parts of the east will see a bit of a lull, but they'll pick back up again tonight. Very strong winds overnight tonight. This is a very unusual system in mm-hmm. that it's very slow moving and it's really going to make itself felt right through tonight and into tomorrow morning. And rain, what's the rainfall predictions? Yeah, the rainfall is a little bit more haphazard because it's mainly showers. So the, the real heavy rain this morning was kind of a concentrated band of rain. But there is some very heavy squally yeah. showers again around the eye of that storm. So you could see some thunderstorms and you could see some very heavy downpours, but they're a little bit harder to predict. Um, can you predict whether the schools will be open tomorrow? Well, the weather warnings have been updated to um, to include some orange warnings now for Donegal and for Leitrim and for Sligo. So Donegal is going to have an orange warning now from 2 o'clock tomorrow morning until 2 p.m. tomorrow. And Leitrim and Sligo has an orange warning coming into effect at 8 o'clock tonight until 8 o'clock tomorrow. So there's still going to be very strong winds. And we have to remember there is a status yellow wind and rain warning which stays in place right across the country until 6 p.m. tomorrow. So a hard one to call there for some areas, especially in the northwest. And then obviously, Joe, a lot of damage, a lot of power outages. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough, tough for the ESB crews trying to get power restored. So I know locally here in Carlow, we were in the yellow warning and schools were to remain open, but some had no power this morning, so they needed to close. So I think it's going to be a little bit more of a localised kind of case-by-case scenario. And who's, who's in red now? Who's in the red warning zone now? Dublin, so Cork and Kerry... It's, it's expired in Dublin, hasn't it? Well, Dublin was never in red. Okay, so okay. Dub- Dub- Dublin was in orange. 
Um, but Cork and Kerry is is in red, red at the moment, okay. and and Clare is going to come into the red zone at four pm. Okay, so um, be very so, careful. Yeah, so really stay indoors during those those red warning times because it is. It and is do you think there are going to be any more red warnings announced this afternoon? Looking at the the tracking of it. It's very hard to call what, what yeah. my Aaron might do in that regard, but there's certainly a risk for, for some parts of Galway, Mayo, especially near the coast, maybe not county-wide, you know, but, but certainly in parts of coastal areas, um, there's a risk of some very strong damage and wind, and the same even into Mayo um, and maybe South Donegal. So, you know, orange is still very serious as well. Yeah, even yeah. if it's not red, you know, orange can, can, can bring gusts, and it's a sustained wind. And the other thing, Joe which is a bit of a tricky one, is the wind direction is changing. So mm-hmm. you could have a gust of 100 kilometres an hour earlier and the tree beside you was fine, but all of a sudden when the wind direction changes, that could have a different impact. So the wind direction is changing as the storm pulls through as well. So people will see different impacts through the afternoon and into tonight and even into tomorrow morning. And obviously that wind chill as well, though, very cold. Yeah. So if, if people don't have power, they might want to start thinking about how they're going to keep themselves warm this evening. Good point, good point. Oh, the ESB, and remember, if you go to the ESB website, the Power Outreach website, you'll get uh, fantastic information, especially on when they hope to have power cuts um, um, restored or power restored. Um, stay there for a sec, Alan, if you could, please. Rachel, what happened this morning? Where were you? Um, so I was en route to work and I was in Starbucks in Bray okay. um, and it was myself and two of the baristas uh, were just looking out the window uh, commenting on the weather and all of a sudden we saw a bobble. A bubble? A bobble. A bobble? <laughs> yeah. How, how big was the bobble? Um, God, I'd say if it was beside me um, it would probably have been up to like above my knee anyway. Okay, and that was just rolling down the street? Yeah, um, it and was. Where, where did the bobble fobble from? It bobbled from, um, so it was up on Bray Main Street. It was attached to Bannon's Jewelers, um, and obviously with the wind, it just took off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the alliteration possibilities are endless with the bobbles behaving badly. <laughs> and Rachel, um, it's it's like well, it's also a warning to people. Everyone has sorry outdoor public lighting. Christmas decorations are up. Was that a was that a Christmas decoration bauble and bannons, or was it a normal bauble and bannons? Yeah, it was. It was a Christmas decoration, and I don't know if you've actually watched the video. Oh, I have. Yeah, mesmerised. You can see a car swerving to avoid yeah. it. Now it did. I kind of followed it. I stopped the video and I followed its little journey um, down Bray Main Street, and it seemed to have kind of veered off into another kind of business and down a residential road. So it it got off the road fairly quick, and it didn't cause any any crashes, thankfully. Now, Rachel, you must be very very tall if you say the bobble only came up to your to below your knee. Because when I was looking at it, it looked at that bobble was much bigger than you're saying it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, I'm, I'm definitely not tall. I'm very short. Um, but yeah, it's, I suppose it's kind of hard to gauge. Um, but yeah, it was big enough. And the weather was that the end of the weather bomb in Bray with the bomb? Um, no, from it Bannons? was kind of it was it was in the middle of it. So it was about half eight this morning. Um, so we still got battered for at least another hour afterwards. So Bray was battered by the by the weather bomb, and the bobble from Bannons came bounding down the street. See the alliteration possibilities. Is that- <laughs> Is that the end of it or the bend of it? The, the, the bend of the bobbles yes. from Bannon's in Bray. <laughs> from the weather bomb. Now, is, what, what, what's, has Bray survived, hopefully? 
Um, yeah, just about. Um, uh, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a, a huge amount of damage. Um, power is still on, and um, the rain has stopped anyway for now. Okay. Well, so far, I think. One of the warnings from Metairn and the likes of Alan and indeed the government have been so strong in the last 24 hours that hopefully, fingers crossed, people stay in. Listen to what Alan is saying about Claire going back into red at four o'clock. Listen to what Alan is saying about tonight, the winds uh, doubling back and having another whack at us. And listen to what Alan is saying about rain. So if you can, do absolutely uh, stay indoors and don't take any risks in Dublin Fire Brigade are saying to people be really careful about falling electricity wires because they are obviously live and uh, very very dangerous is is Margie there is Margie there for me Margie Margie are you there Margie are you there Margie Morphy from Summerhill in County Mead today is full of alliteration are you there Margie no. How are you? Yeah, come 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 closer to me, will you, Mar? What are you doing? Are you how is how is Mead faring at this stage? I'm in the house. I'm in the house. I'm staying indoors now in Summerhill okay. County, Mead. I'm Summer- watching the the wind howling outside now. But uh, so far now, it's not as bad as what the other parts of the country have. But God, you wouldn't be going for a walk. But yeah, and, and what's the prediction, Alan, for Mead? Yeah, so Mead will see the increase again tonight as well. Um, so it will see some some strong winds this afternoon, but really probably after midnight tonight they'll really start to pick up again in Mead as well. So uh, a very heavy spell of uh, rain as well moving through at times. So if it's been nice, you might want to make sure you tape it down. A good, yeah, yeah. A good point, bins. Yeah, wheelie bins. Um, okay, Margie, you've you've written, you've listened, you were listening there to Rachel talking about the bauble from Bray bounding down the main street uh, as after being hit by the weather bomb, and you've written a quick poem. I written just a few lines. And Joe. what's is, is Rachel? Is Rachel gone? She is. Would you, do you, what's it called? It's called the Barra bomb. <laughs> the barra bomb and well then oh. get, get get the wind in your sails there and take I, it take a deep breath a deep breath deep breath and fill your lungs and perform this we need it badly and it's a warning to people please stay indoors and please okay. be extra okay Margie Murphy from Summerhill in County Mead currently being battered by barra uh, has written a poem uh, could be that uh, the, the poem is called the barra bomb off you go Margie okay Joe thanks the barra bomb don't go to work Stay where you are. Don't take a plane, a train or a car. I'm calling in to see you. I'm not staying very long. My thunder will call you, cause you headaches. My wind is very strong. Lock up your sons and daughters and your garden gnomes. I'll cause merry havoc all around your home. I know that I'm not wanted. You'll want me to go, even though I'm famous on telly and radio. I'll see you all later. I'll be wearing red. Watch me from the telly. Watch me on the telly from the comfort of your bed. That's it, Joe. Well Shorten done. Three. Well, done. well, well that, that leads me into the next question to Alan O'Reilly. Alan, when will we see the back of Barra? Uh, really, it'll be Thursday, but by, by tomorrow evening, things will be improving. Um, but it's still going to be rather breezy, even tomorrow evening in, in parts of the north and northwest. So Thursday, really, before we really see the back of Barra, before he really has moved on. Then you mean Thursday morning, Thursday lunch, insofar as... Ah, yeah, by, by the time you get up for your breakfast Thursday, things will be a little bit back to normal. OK, and we're approaching the shortest day of the year, aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. That's not far away, not nine not days. Far away. Nine, so it's, 
So it's going to be dark as well. That's what I'm thinking. It's dark from early on. Just be really, really careful. Really careful. Okay, Alan, go to me tomorrow. We might talk to you at three o'clock if we can to get it to get an update at two minutes to three. That's Alan O'Reilly of Carlo Weather. He's a brilliant Twitter page because uh, as does Met Aaron, but Alan is a, a brilliant and he do, he's an amateur in the sense of he's not paid for this, but he's a professional in terms of in terms of his uh, ability uh, to predict and read all the various charts, computers. Uh, readouts from all over the world. Thanks, Andrew Riley of of uh, Carlo Weather. Uh, Joe at RT.ie 815. John Arnold, John, where are you? I'm in back in me civil parish of Guthrie, Barney of Gut of of Barrymore in the county Carcho. Okay. And Equidistant. Well, well, twenty miles from the city, eight miles from for my and a, and a farm here in, in a little place called Bantlemere. The one thing we won't get. We won't get flooded because you have to come up a hill to get okay. to the village. Just four four hills, but um, just just bad. But probably like wouldn't wouldn't be as bad now. So far, wouldn't uh, be anything like as bad as Ophelia so far. Okay. We were out now this morning, obviously in the farm, just seeing after the stock, and it was bad enough there. Say eight o'clock till maybe half past nine. But since that has been dark and we've had heavy rain, the wind is coming and going in gusts at about twelve o'clock. We just savage gusts. We're only looking out now because we brought in enough. Firing in fuel, we'll have to venture out again now in the afternoon just to see after stock and things again. But thankfully, so far we have power and, and we have heat, so we're not too bad. We decided what we do is we'd break a tradition normally. We might wait last for the 8th of December, so when we can't do anything outside, we're going to put it up to Christmas tree today instead, you know. And what about the stock? I don't know, okay, like we wouldn't be, we have huge stock here, we're just about 70 animals <coughs> and the rest. Bulk of them are indoors. They were indoors already, anyhow. But um, actually, you know, just have to mind them. And if yeah, you had no okay. power, you'd have trouble. You'd have trouble cleaning out sheds with automatic scrapers. If you had no power, you'd be trying to do that by hand. But touch wood, we have power so far. And okay. you, you just have to mind them and feed them a bit. Okay. I'll ask you about, yeah, ask yeah. about different animals. Like, stay there, John. Jim O'Neill is in Navan County. Me, Jim. What are you witnessing? Joe, uh, 20 minutes ago, it's not just at the moment, 20 minutes ago I was mm. just coming up through Navin Town, up towards uh, what's known as Flower Hill, over the bridge at Fox's Pub, where Fox's Pub used to be, and where the Boyan meets the black water, there was actually a man down in the water on a board windsurfing. My gosh. With the sail attachment that you would see them in, say, in the, at the but seaside. I, but, I, the, but I thought that every organisation said, every uh, force responder organisation said, please don't take to the water. But I, I'm sure I've heard that myself. I've heard that myself for people to be really, you know, careful and, and, and that type of thing about going out and that. But this is just, I could not believe it. I was driving across the bridge going, I live in Navin, just up to the top of Flower Hill, going home, and I just couldn't believe it. The traffic was moving, so I couldn't stop to have a, it's a one-way system over the bridge. I couldn't stop to have a, a, a good look over the bridge, so to speak. But I couldn't believe what I seen. And there was people there sort of standing at the bridge. There was a couple of people clapping at him. Now, I don't know if they knew him or not, but he was, it's just where the bind meets the black water in Navin, and he was going around in just a big circle, just round and round and round. I seen him two or three times going around before I passed over the bridge. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. I seen it yeah, all it's, it's not, it's not as if uh, we're living in, in, the middle of a tundra where there might not be a wind from one end of the year or indeed a desert from one end of the year to the other and everyone's waiting on a gust of wind or a drop of rain. We get wind most days in Ireland. You can yeah. windsurf most days in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. But not where, where this person was doing it. It's something that's, that's normally done on a lake or on, at the seaside of that. Okay. You know, well, we have, um, and you know, we're all urged not to be put in, say, the emergency yeah, services at, at, at risk by taking them out on 
on, on, on calls uh, like this, which I would class as stupid, to tell you the truth. OK, well, I think your classification is bang on. You bang know, on, yeah, Jim. Yeah. OK, thanks, thanks indeed, no, Jim. No, more than welcome. Thank Keep you, by the way. Erica Coates, Erica, where are you, Erica? In Kildainen, in Rakarmakan, in Ruwagasildah area, in between the three roads. Okay, and how 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 did the fare down there, Erica? Not as bad as what I was, I was expecting worse, but uh, I have a few slates off the dwelling house, all right, but uh, no major trees down. It's like kind of under the, the south, under the hill from the south, not landed facing down to the, the river. And Erica, and do, you, what, do, you, do all stock have to be taken in in a storm? The sheep have to be taken. I know cattle do. You're not really. Depending where you are, or, or like I'll be so kind of uh, doesn't affect me that that bad. It kind of suction or it depends what is if it turns north uh, west. That's what the, that's my boggy side. That's what the fucking gold damage here. Okay, I'll ask uh, John Arnold the same question, John. Do all your stock have to be taken in? Or is there some stock that will be fine in a in, in high wind? Would this, would sheep, for example, gather in a corner of a field and protect each other? Yeah, you see, it depends. This was on the lay of the land, as like I said there, because if you have, we're looking up here, we have a fine sheltered farm with a lot of old ditches, but normally, Stalham and North Stalham, nearly all animals would be indoors this time of the year, and yeah, we have everything in except a few railings. There'd be calves that were born this year, there'd be light animals, they're still out, and they're in a sheltered field, they'd be <coughs> coming in the next few days. But um, yeah, sheep, the, the big trouble that could affect sheep in a bad way <coughs> is a few drifts of snow, and they tended to go into maybe corners and get covered with drifts of snow, but um, we haven't that so far. But <clears throat> like traditionally, the way farming has gone, the vast majority of animals are housed for the winter. Like we we dried off our cows; they're not milking anymore now till the end, till they'll be calving in February. So they're mm-hmm. all dried off and they're indoors and they're kind of self feeding. They feed away. We have to put silage and give them silage each day. But we fed them now this morning and they live enough till this evening. We might shove in. My, uh, my, I'm lucky enough, Joe here, as you know, I'm, I'm married to a farmer and she mm-hmm. does the, the tractor work and I do the manual work on the ground. She tells me what to do, so I kind of works well. So we fed them this morning and we left them out now in the evening just, just to make sure the cubicles are clean where they lie and things like that, but they'd be comfortable but you'd notice they spend the most of these days now instead of being out eating out in the open but again, they're inside lying down because they need shelter and they need a bit of warmth as well but, uh, you know, like as Erica said, Erica would be only, she'd be only five or six miles across the country for me and uh, we'd be kind of the same, nearly the same light land, the same bright valley, but it's not as bad yet, but listening to Alan there, I, I mean, I wouldn't be saying we're out of the wood yet because the way Alan mm-hmm. spoke is at the south, we, we could still get the, the corner. Like, it is a strange storm because, I mean, any of the ones in the past, like Ophelia could come over a space maybe an hour, get bigger and bigger, move on, and then to be gone. Whereas, I mean, he's talking about this coming again this evening and lasting right until tomorrow. You know, so, I mean, it's a, it's an unusual storm that, that is lasting so long. I don't understand how storms work or they work, but this is an, an outlier as far as they go. And, and what I can know, it's just outside now, it was just, now at the moment, it was bright, the, the light is coming up and down, I suppose, depending, as I'm, as I'm talking, I can hear the wind howling in the chimney, looking out the window, I'm looking out two windows of the house, and the trees, are, the trees aren't overly active, their bushes are moving around, but like, we have a lot of big ash and sycamore trees around the house, and they're not waving dramatically like they were. Okay, at so that's, that's, good. that's good news. Yeah. Uh, Erica, how did you manage during the lockdown? During Because the last time we spoke, Erica, was just before the pandemic began. Um, how, how have you managed in the nearly two years since? It is this difficult enough, and what I missed a lot uh, when there's 
last year there now was there's a me he nobody or anything like one or you go in we say if you go shopping you're like going to a restaurant then or for my or a car we're gonna have a, a cup of coffee and as a relaxing of the world around that you're still a part of the human race but yeah. the, when everything was closed down I found that difficult enough but uh if friends are afraid to call, then you'll be afraid to go everywhere. Oh, God. And what what was it like? Because I'm very conscious when you were on the last time, Erica, you you announced to the world that you were going to self self identify as a woman, um, and that you were you were thinking of transitioning completely. How how have you managed in the two years with that part of your life, which is obviously mm-hmm. a very very important part of your life? By the way, I saw you on Ear to the Ground last week with Alice Shannon. <laughs> yeah. You look the two. Yep. The two of you looked absolutely fantastic. You look yep. great. You look absolutely. But tell us how you've managed in, in that journey in the last two years, Erica. Well, living away you now as Erica all the time now, but uh, right, a job enough to get uh, anywhere with doctors. But uh, eventually, I got to the endocrinologist. But uh, we know we're starting the, the journey. Hopefully, fairly soon. Now the, the paperwork to be started yet with them, but. Uh, I think we're we're about to get get there, but um, they're just like all hospital issues. Go mm-hmm. with made everything away. a thousand times worse. They were good before. Yeah. Made that made things everything worse. Yeah, but um, but it was a great reaction to years around and uh, and the program with Ella McSweeney and um, more texts and phone calls and even I got in, in a couple of cards from people right. that I didn't know and even a, a little scratch a scratch card gift. From a person I never met, uh, congratulating me and, and thanking me for what I did. That's a, yeah. That's unbelievable. That's a, but, it, but I think the whole thing, Joe, a, as I say, your problems are going for state. A, like myself, I didn't, three years ago, I didn't even know what a transgender person was. And uh, yeah, yeah. that's what the, it educated a lot of people. Yeah, sure that's did. A, sure did. Like we're born in, like, like the Children's Hospital in Dublin, out to full of. of, of uh, Children born, all sorts of different problems and uh, yeah, yeah. different ways. And uh, well, you're ex- were, you're, you were extraordinarily brave then, and you're extraordinarily. And you, you, by the way, I, I I don't envy the job you have on the farm. It's non-stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and I know, and I know you're in your 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 lovely day clothing, but Eric, you you still had to put on your Wellington boots for a lot of the a lot of the filming, didn't you? Like it's oh, yeah, we, it's it's we not. Did, you look glamorous, but it's not a glamorous job, is it? Well, but there's, well, there's some days it's like when you're playing weather and out in the yeah, of course, out yeah. The, the fields and, and a lovely greenery around and all the trees around the places you can see in the hilly. Uh, there's there's there you're up to the eyeballs and most of the language as well. Okay, well, stay, and, stay well, Erica. I wish you and yours a very uh, happy Christmas. And above all, stay safe now over the next uh, yeah. 36 hours. And to you as well, John Arnold. Um, yeah, like, okay, John, likewise, yeah. both of you in Cork. Okay, okay where, where's Con? Is Con gone? It was Con was on my screen, but now he's gone. He said, the very oh, Con, right. you're, where are you, Con? Uh, wild Wicklow. See, you've already had uh, Baltic Bray or Bobbles and Bray. Bobbles and Bray, yeah. What the did wild you... waves of Wicklow. Okay, and what what did you witness in the wild waves of Wicklow? While I was uh, just having my bowl of soup, I'd say, an hour, less than an hour ago, I All said right. to myself, there's a, I'm surprised to see Irish ferries were out after seeing the height of the waves. Okay, because they go and from what, Dublin to Cherbourg. From, from, yeah. Or, or Roscoe, one of them places, yeah. 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 And... While I was still eating the soup, 
didn't they both turn around and sailed back to Dublin? Okay, well that's that's probably uh, presumed for safety. Oh, it has to be. Well, it's a south wind at the minute, so they were sailing into the wind, which would have been tough. Yeah, and Alan was saying Wexford, which they'll have to, they basically head down to Carnesor Point and then head uh, from where they're, they're mm-hmm. from their bridge, they had uh, they had left and then over below England around Cornwall. Okay, yet they're right. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll check with Irish ferries, but everyone is okay. Mm-hmm. But you see, you spotted that they did a U-turn outside Greystones on the roundabout yeah. there. First time I ever okay. saw that. What's, yeah. what's the weather like in Greystones now? Is it grey? Grey is right. <laughs> grey and windy. Okay. What we had to call off our... our, our uh, I'm with the Blue Dolphins Special Olympics Club. We had uh, to call off our training tonight okay. because of it. Yeah. And how would, you, how would you manage your training uh, with the COVID restrictions between now and January the 9th? Uh, pods of six. Six okay. people at a time. Yeah. Okay. Well, stay safe. It's great work you do. Thanks indeed. We'll just we'll Thanks, just du- we'll double check with Irish ferries uh, that that the ship is. Uh, I presume it's the is it the WB eight. I don't know who they have on that run now. Okay, con con go to me. Lamar got Joe at RT.ie five one double five one. Oh wait, one eight on 815 Joe, what happened this morning? Storm Barra. Oh hi, how are you? Yes. Um, well, this morning I was on a, an airplane and. Um, yeah, basically, as it was coming into the airport, um, the uh, the as it got close to the ground, it was very like um, rocking from side to side. Okay. And basically, as we were getting close, you know, you can see the ground as you're coming close. Yeah. Then yeah. The, they just I, I was near the wing, and you could see the flaps go up, and they just put the thrust up, and they just took off again real fast. Um, and then the the pilot came on the intercom, and he said. Uh, We've just did, done a um, a missed approach procedure. Okay. Which is basically they were they they tried to land, but it was too um, rocky. So he said we're going to stay up here for five minutes, and okay. we'll let you know then what we're going to do. Okay. So then, what was the reaction of the passengers? Uh, well, everyone was pretty scared. Um, so yeah, you could kind of tell everyone was scared. Um, so the, he he pulled the plane around back over the sea, mm-hmm. and then as he came back in, then. Kind of the five minutes you're up there, you I think it could, the tension kind of builds. Yeah. So by the time he was coming down again, I I put myself into like that crash landing position, you know, with your head down. Wow. Was that your and own? Uh, was that your own decision or? That was my decision. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, if the worst came to the worst. Okay. But then basically, I could hear the the woman beside me sobbing. I, was, I had my eyes closed because I was breaking it, but I, heard, I could hear the woman beside me sobbing. And then I could feel her like grabbing onto my sleeve and stuff. And then she was like apologizing for grabbing me. Oh, God. So, yeah, I just put my head down and just kind of waited. And then eventually we landed. But then when, when, when the plane stopped and we, we, we got on the ground and I stood up and... I, I I found out that a child two seats ahead had had vomited. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, his father had stood up, and you could see all the uh, vomit on his bum. And wow. then, um, as I was getting off the plane, there was a, a, a an elderly lady, and she was still sitting there, and there was vomit all over the floor. Ah, oh, the poor woman. Yeah, and and yeah. Joe, the lady that grabbed your jumper, was she yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, she was emotional. Like yeah. she was, she 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 was a bit, you know crying but I think you know she was she was ultimately fine okay well well, well everyone's safe and sound and well done to the to the crew yeah. as well and then we you, you disembarked as as normal yeah you know like when you're when, when you're coming down and the plane kind of moves real quickly down yeah. you can feel it in your in your stomach as it drop yeah 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 it's kind of like a roller coaster when you go over a bump 
my my friend's mom calls that a nun's orgasm. Okay, well, I'll take a word for it. Okay, a nun's orgasm. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> Though I was at a great play in uh, the Viking Theatre last night. Uh, Peter shared his new play, Philo, and it's, there's a nun and uh, a Dublin inner city uh, woman and the banter between them, including... Uh, phrases like that uh, do emerge but it's a great great play now unfortunately the Viking will have to go to 50% from tonight but I'm told there's still tickets available okay Joe you're safe and sound at home well done that's Joe and County Me Joe at RT.ie Talk to Joe on 0818 715 Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Des McDermott is up in Warren Point. I was looking at images earlier on from Carrick Fergus, which were pretty dramatic, generated by Barra. Des, what's it like in Warren Point? It's quite scary, Joe, at this stage. There's a lot of a lot of emergency services and stuff. Wow. I was heading for a call from heading from Warren Point to Ross Trevor. <clears throat> the council were just putting down signs and trying to forcefully because the signs were blown out of their hands. And I, I thought I'd get through it, but that was a wrong thought. I thought I'd get up on the sidewalk, and it was about a, a, a must be a foot deep, so I see damage to the wheel. But uh, my this, my dashboard of my car has become like a a, a Christmas tree. There's not many lights on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm getting I'd get a hundred yards, and it's telling me stop and oil and this, that, and the other. So I shouldn't have went through it. But there's a lot of cars. There's five or six cars stuck on it. There, there was a couple of trucks stuck on it. But, uh, Richie, your, your researcher, you, you asked me, did I see anything spectacular? And I should have. Mm. I actually saw a hen lay the same egg twice. That wouldn't be here. <laughs> well done. Well, stay safe, Des, to all our listeners up north, because it is hitting, uh, especially the East Coast, uh, up there very heavily. Alan O'Reilly mentioned Drogadant and Dock. Going to get the brunt of it this afternoon. Des, stay safe. That says uh, Des McDermott in Warren Point, a county down. Ed, I want to go back to Alan O'Reilly of Carla Weather before we finish. Alan, uh, it's an hour since you've been on. We're hearing and getting lots of calls from the north. Carrick, Fergus, Warren Point. Seems to be very bad up there. Yeah, there's some very strong gusts along the northeast at the moment, actually. I was just looking at that in some of the reports. And it's really started to hit the west coast now. So we have that red warning coming into effect in Clare at 4pm. Okay. But at the weather station at Money Point in Clare, it is high up. But it's reported a gust now of 150 kilometres an hour in the wow. last 20 minutes. So Barra is starting to take his turn across um, Ireland and really now the West Coast are about to feel the full effects of Storm Barra. And that footage you posted um, of Fastnet Lighthouse. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it, uh, to be honest with you, it's almost, I, my stomach started to nearly get seasick looking at it, Joe. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's a, it's a very exposed lighthouse, as you said, one of the most remarkable lighthouses in the world. In the world, yeah. And, and it was seeing gusts of 161 kilometres an hour with seas of over nine and a half metres. It's, wow. It really is. It, I mean, it'd be amazing to, to be there to witness it, but I'd imagine very scary at the same time. And there's, there's three lighthouse keepers on it. They're, they're, doing, they're not normally there. It's, it's not normally a man's lighthouse, but they're there doing maintenance. Wow. So they're, they're there doing work. Um, so, yeah, the... the the, the Cape Clear Ferry uh, Company shared the footage and I, I shared that on Twitter oh, and well Facebook. Done. It's, well it's done. amazing. Because the Fastnet, and it's, it's, it's one of, unfortunately for, for many reasons, the Fastnet tragedy and, and um, various... The Fastnet Lighthouse is there uh, over 120 years. It was built by hand without uh, hydraulic equipment. The, the, 
the pieces, the blocks on it were assembled, were cut and to precisely cut, it's a tapered cylindrical tower. They were precisely cut in Cornwall and they were shipped over and uh, put together like Jenga almost on this outcrop of a rock that's like Skellig, a very small version of Skellig. It's one of the most remarkable buildings in the world. And again, it is. Um, and what's fascinating as well, Joe, is if people want to follow it on Twitter, there's an automated Twitter account that the Irish Lights oh, have. Um, sort of at Fastnet L Lighthouse, um, at Fastnet L House on Twitter. Up every 15 minutes, it tweets the uh, the wind speed and the wind direction. Wow. So it is very interesting to watch it. And I was, as I, as I said earlier, I was trying to remember the quote from um, George Bernard Shaw about uh, about light, lighthouses. It's just, I can think of no other edifice constructed by man as altruistic as a lighthouse. They were built only to serve. It's not a beautiful phrase. And by man, he meant humanity, of course, at the time. I can think of no other edifice constructed by man as altruistic as a lighthouse. They were built only to serve. And at times like this, especially for uh, seafarers, and they've lots of other roles now in terms of um, weather and uh, scientific uh, research, it was absolutely fantastic. Alan, stay safe and well done for all your work. Alan, are you, in real life, you're a computer analyst, aren't you? I work for Black Knight, yeah. We do yeah. web hosting in the main, so that's the day job for Black Knight and Carlo. Okay, okay. I hope they're proud of you. Well, they're they're very generous to let Good. me spend some time well, doing the great. update. Because so. you're great. And well done to Black Knight. What do Black Knight do again? We do web hosting in the main names. So okay, that's didn't okay. Well, I hope, hopefully it's not a Black Knight tonight that people stay in and stay safe. Thanks indeed, Alan O'Reilly. Today's producer was Annette. Uh, Egan and um, Ray Darcy. Ray Darcy is next. Liveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2 to 1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.